And welcome back. We are once again doing another chat on two similar shows, and that is again the 50 set Lovecraft Country and them. For this segment, we got Crystal Hairston on the show. How are you? <laughs> Hello, I'm doing great today. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be my first podcast. You know, I've thought about this a lot. I've had other people allegedly ask me to I'm be on. I'm sure she has a few on her head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, emerged. I've thought of many. But this is my first time kind of being recorded for other people to hear, giving my opinion on things I've watched. So the beauty of it is anyone can do it. It's just a matter of like, do you want to edit it? Do you, you know, exactly. is it a chore to you? Do you want, do you, do, is it really all that constructive or is it just a you mm-hmm. know, tireless rant? So, you know. Yeah, I have no editing skills. So once I, I get on top of that, I feel like more so I'll probably start to have more of an online presence because I don't really... I don't I, I give my opinion here and there because I think it exists most in um in media like TV uh, I watch a lot of movies I watch you know I'm in a lot of horror groups so that's I think where a lot of my other than possibly political here and there that's where my strongest opinions come from is uh media I hear you groups are a good way to build creativity and then at the same time you got to learn you know when to quit certain ones which if they're being just yes. over the top or yes just ridiculous mm-hmm. yes some some groups are toxic and it's like you need to create a safe space for people's opinions because sometimes that opens up your mind to think other ways you're like okay I didn't perceive the movie to to be that way you know maybe now I'll go back and watch you know, you can't really tell someone that they're wrong for not liking something. No. I, I was reluctant at this at first, but, mm-hmm. you know, I saw the previews. I was really amazed by the cast. Uh, so, you know, uh, here's how I went mm-hmm. through the process. Is like, uh, you know, the, the trailer goes, you know, actually, I don't watch trailers, but the promos were like from J.J. Abrams yes. and Jordan Peele. It's like, okay, I'm 50-50 on Peele. I really like Get Out. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. and then freaking Abrams, I'm like, uh, he's not a filmmaker to me. He's just a homage guy. But then, mm-hmm. then here, here's what gets me from the creator of underground. I was like, Oh, Misha oh. Green, she's a great writer. And mm-hmm. underground was amazing in that basically it, it showed again, uh, fictional history, just the underground railroad. And it, it would much like you see on Lovecraft, they would use modern day music to symbolize the current tone and mood that episode. Oh, okay. It was really cool. It was like a Roots 2.0. It would okay. be mysterious one episode, dramatic the next, and then an adventure nonstop the next one. It just, you never mm. knew what you were in for and just a dynamite cast. And uh, Cerny Smollett, you know, was once again mm-hmm. on that one as well. And again, it's so wild. And, you know, she grew up. I do like, like Journey Smollett. <laughs> she goes from being I a sitcom like kid to. Right, and now actress. she's in all this crazy stuff, and she's on Black Canary. Like, she's really mixing it up now with her career. Oh, yeah. Eve's Bayou is a good, tragic... Yes, oh, my gosh. Era. She's been in all the, like, tragic movies, and then it's like you have, like, Roll Bounce. That's also, like, a classic, but that's, like, yeah. one, one of the only feel-good movies I know her to be in. She's You're always right. in something, like, tragic. Uh, and who would have guessed it? She's got a pretty cool voice. Um, So... Mm-hmm. uh. Uh, last time I had my pal Erica on here and she was actually, she had actually made time to read the book and it was interesting. Uh, had you okay. read the book? I have not read the I, book. I, I have not either. I haven't I, read it I in remember while. we both realized together. <laughs> we were like, there are books. I was like, there are books. And I was like, huh. So apparently Christina <laughs> in the book is actually just, you know, 
a man who possesses people, not the succubus type creature that she is here. Where you know. oh, I thought that was very cool. Actually, I thought that idea oh, yeah. was very oh, no. cool. And you know, it, some things it's like okay, so some of the the um the effects were not executed uh amazingly. Oh yeah, they're rough in that pilot. <laughs> yes, yes, I will give them their um. I'll give them their credit still because the the subject matter and everything is really interesting uh, for the timeline, like the way that the story starts for one, they're, they're racing their way out of a, a sundown town and I'm looking and I'm watching and it's like, I've come across other, other things about people talking about sundown towns and, and it's like, they're, they're racing the sun almost. And that kind of starts you off already. You're already that was my build in as well. I, I heard a NPR segment where they talked about that. And next thing you know, I had family and friends who had heard that segment. And you're like, have you seen this show? It sounds terrifying, but very historically, culturally relevant yes. to today. And it's like, I'm going to check it out. And so lo, lo and behold, is like that very scene they show the cliff wrong happens to be from the very first episode. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's one thing. It really, it really grabs you in a lot of those experiences. It's like, yeah, it just, it makes me anxious too, like just watching it. And then it's like, you want to actually, uh, I, like, put the speed on the pedal, you know, as you're watching. Yeah. You're like, get out, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> right, and then he's, like, trailing behind them. And it's like, I've seen people, like, um, they're all old now, and they're talking about, you know, back in the day, uh, if you're going through a sundown town or whatever, and you got to be careful even buying gas, because if they gave them a bill too large, they were not getting change back. I was saying to my brother, and, and he didn't even know that. And I was like, you give them a, a, a 10 or 20 for something that's not 10 or $20, you're not getting your change back. So it's like, you go through the South, uh, as a Black person, you try to do business or whatever, they'll take whatever you have, leave you with nothing, you can't do anything. So it's kind of like, they have to be really careful how they handle themselves. And then it's like the harassment once they got to where they were going. But I really love um, that was different about this show is the, um, the kind of magic and, and both paranormal Jim Crow laws and at the yeah. same time kind of reflecting uh you know like for instance you know our main character is a ex-Korean uh, mm -hmm. war veteran and he escapes through all these comic books he reads and thinks in his mind and then you know mm -hmm. again our main gal you know she wants to kind of be a housewife and at the same time you know it's just uh, she's also just, just like, what, what kind of trouble are you inviting me along for? You know, boyfriend. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It just, it's like, I could tell, I could almost tell that there were books only because I felt like there was an underlying history. I didn't know. Did you feel that while watching the show that there was like, stuff not so much with them, them. I did have to look up like what, you know, cause again, there's just so many terrible things that are not outlined in school. I, I, I did have mm -hmm. to look up the mm -hmm. western episode flashback in them that later played a part in the finale mm -hmm. and uh this one i was pretty on board i really only had to do like a little extra uh homework on what a chithalu can and can't do i, I knew what yeah. you know the general gist of it but you know because it is a lovecraftian thing but i didn't know mm -hmm. anything else and i had seen other people being like well i won't see this you know because you know lovecraft is racist it's like no no, no. it's not honoring him it's not it's just showing yeah, that basically the story. they got just some of his concepts we all know lovecraft's piece of work and you know yeah. how he was afraid of black people and everything and yeah. but the, it is interesting too how like you noted uh, it's it kind of 
much like Tales from the Crypt, I think this is just mm-hmm. one of the more ambitious shows HBO's ever done. And I like how it, you know, it, it invites you on this fantasy one minute. It's just the characters escaping from their not so precious reality. And then the next it is them going on another adventure and it somehow relates to their ancestry. It then mm-hmm. relates and I love really, that. Other than the sci-fi teleporting episode, how that began, uh, that like they should have established uh, again uh, what the you know the aunt's purpose in the story because they ignored her for like three more episodes and then went back to her and I was like that was rough. But I, yeah. I think it's going to take way more rewatches for everyone else. And I had many white and black friends who just could not get into it. It was either too bizarre for them or what have yeah. you. But I. I, I think most people are going to generally like this just because there is a lot of food for thought. Exactly. Yeah. I like, I really love the, the, like the magic and the, the kind of, um, what am I looking for? I don't want to say paranormal, but just kind of all that underlying. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just like, I love seeing more kind of like black sci-fi. It's like you have yes. uh, them, you have uh, Lovecraft, you have Tells from the Nope Hood. coming out. Exactly, Tells from the Hood, you have Nope coming out. And I'm just like, I love all these dynamics more to Black storytelling rather than just racism, you know? Rather than this this is the battle they're facing, the battle they're facing is... It's got some gothic undertones. And- exactly. I'm like, I like more complexity, you know? Because I was saying before, I was getting tired of watching stuff where the bad guy was inequality and racism. It's like, you want to see more complex stories that's not the only thing uh, Black people have to fight It does against. get pretty complex as it goes on. Like, it's yes, so funny like. seeing how the police chief is really angry that he has no control over this town. And then at yeah, the same time, the lynch mob is pretty much, they go out of the picture altogether. They're so spooked by these creatures. And then it gets down to, uh, you know, uh, just the, the, the other, you know, uh, demented, uh, demonic figures uh, abusing their powers because they got other... Uh, world conquering in their mind that's just mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> yeah so many things like could bring up so many different conversations like oh my god what is her name what is her name what is her name her sister when her sister drank the the potion it was able to become the white woman so she could work in the the store yes. that she needed to work in i was that like oh my god on the nicest freaking... person ever exactly awakened all the stuff being... in her Right, she started being a, a jerk to the only black woman that worked there because she was jealous of her because she was eyeing that position and another woman got it. So now you're gonna take in the take on this role and you're treating her just like someone would treat you. And it's like that was like really a lot to think about. And I really loved that the transition of her changing in and out, like the flesh kind of like melting off her. And as the episodes went on, the effect got better. Of the the her becoming herself again and all the flesh coming off her until she's what was her name Ruby or something like that yes Ruby Ruby and yep when all that flesh comes off her and she's her again I was like this is crazy oh totally uh, and I think that was my uh, favorite effect uh, Erica and I discussed it before we had some pals who were wanting to watch this but they just thought it was going to be just violent trashy sleaze and it's like no it's not the point of the show no. at all it's it, it's not what this for and it's supposed to be very harder and just kind of ooh, mm-hmm. that's an that, that's a thought and mm-hmm. it, it is funny how like you say that one uh i saw so many people who were just so uncomfortable discussing those skin color topics it's like well this oh. isn't for you but i get this so 
you know. Fine. I think it's a good topic of conversation to open up. Especially we're still with. having it. You get those yeah. three judgments by managers who won't hire you because of whatever, mm-hmm. however you come off. But it it was regardless of whatever it is. But it's interesting how um, I was always looking at recaps here and there just to you know summarize my thoughts and fill in any plot holes and get this uh, the the episode where they're in the cave and they have to do a dashly escape. One yes. idiot was just comparing it to Indiana Jones. I'm like, God, it was of a 10 minute sequence and you're going to compare that to all of Indiana Jones. No, no, no dice. You don't get to just compare everything. It, they were in a cave. It's a supernatural adventure terror show. And yeah, different stakes. <laughs> yeah, totally different. Yeah, with Indiana Jones, like he might get crushed by the rock or something. But Even Temple of Doom some jewel. being a horror movie. That's, that's pushing it. But yeah, with then, them, it's like their bloodlines in danger because what's your name? She's trying to become immortal and all this. It's like way more uh, bigger stakes. Yeah. <laughs> At first, we think she's losing her mind. Then we learn about how she was gang raped and her baby was killed. And you're like, no, no, this is all her oh, trauma God. coming in front of yes, center. I was like, this is so graphic. I And I put in my notes, I was like, this is not the show to binge. <laughs> oh, no. I, I did you have know. to spread it out like. Uh, yeah, like do one episode this. a week because it'll wipe you out and then you'll be I've like I've so many notes on that like she, that's why I was like let's do uh a... yeah with, yeah, with Lovecraft so- you can binge it and it's a matter of this just keeps getting thicker and thicker yes I binged that with them it's society is dead and my humanity is crushed and yes and then it's like it's do. such a roller coaster it's like yeah them them is just solid just dark uh just is yeah it's very dark it's not really any bright shiny it's no no times where you get to breathe it's just but at least in lovecraft there's like up and down moments there's like you know like um with michael k williams character the uncle when he's realizing he's coming yes oh my god i I was so omar's coming but yeah wow Uh, wow, wow, wow. so i saw other people complaining about how you'll, you'll find this very laughable nothing mm-hmm. got wrapped up every episode I'm like yeah it's going to take three episodes before you make sense of anything yeah nothing episode. gets wrapped up that's, i don't yeah, need to rewatch it more and more to even appreciate it i need to just know where it's going and i generally exactly. like or don't like a season but it's so funny how every other review was just like when are they gonna give us this answer it just seemed whoever whatever person they put in charge just got impatient at everything and you're just like why did you review this show but for this famous website that I'm no yeah. longer going to subscribe to. But it was just so funny how then it got even more complex and that they were just, yeah. Uh, what well, one person quoted, like two different re- reviewers were very angry at the transgender character getting mm-hmm. killed. They're like, see, this proves this one uh, LGBT documentary on how they're always a victim in every medium. I'm like, personally, I think it was in on the, not the joke, but in on the, mm-hmm. on on that opinion. So I don't think mm-hmm. that's fair to just act like, they gratuitously killed off a transgender yeah. character. They, but you also got to remember that where they set this, they set it during the 50s exactly. where they would have been more vulnerable. And exactly. so, but I saw one person, they would not have it. They're like, for such a smart show, they should have done better. <laughs> and it's just like, you got to understand the era of which they are in and the likelihood of even all the this bad happens. guys are victims and they don't know it. So, I mean, everybody. Yeah. In the this. likelihood of all that happening in the time, you know, minus the, the magic and all that other stuff that adds a whole nother layer and tone. But yeah, yeah these, those people would be victims in that time. And even the people that is, yeah, it's just a really complex thing, but some people don't like the idea 
of certain groups of people being victims in media because they're like, oh, they're only glorifying that stereotype that uh, th- this group of people have it harder than that group. And it's like, that's what this story is about. It's like, and you're you ready for it because of the tone, the tone is so hostile to where you are ready for any kind of uh, shock value. And so it was like, I, 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 fa- I found it very reflecting to even think about when they introduced that, you know, the the son might not even be you know akin to his father he's actually technically mm. his uncle's son mm-hmm. then, then they talk that yeah they open it up for that the complex uh situation the nature of the three of their relationships many people don't want to talk about that so it's like that could this... have been Polly because basically they survived a near death experience together that really binds people that really brings people close and she might have had a hard time feeling like she maybe she felt the same way about both of them and maybe they didn't mind that because of how close they were after basically almost dying you know oh, they almost yeah. got like, battered you know and he's he didn't say anything he was like we were all close and you might not be your father's you might be mine it was just a, a whole question you're no mark. any less of a person but it does it, it does bring in that question every a lot of people feel you know unworthy when they find out something mm-hmm. tragic about themselves to where they're like why am i here you know mm-hmm. what am i i'm a bastard son yep and you know that was gonna stay under wraps for the time especially oh yeah time. because there wasn't no such thing as polyamorous they were keeping that under wraps they didn't know what they was you know they just looked at it as just like we all love each other type of that's thing. why that's they why said it in that period out. these are the <laughs> whole no tell about anything you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why the uncle still had problems coming to terms with with being gay. It was even worse back then when he was a kid. That's why he was telling that that kid like I'm not gay. He was trying to protect himself and protect him because had they decided to be gay together, it might have been some some sort of hate crime. They might have been killed out there. I think when they went back to him being a kid, it was like 1912. It was like some race wars or something going on because they were in what the 50s. Yeah, they're in like yeah, the and they even said it later at an actual protest. I think around mm-hmm. episode six. And that yeah, because it was Emmett Till. It was Emmett Till. They were yes. protesting, and 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 um, the little girl was that what's a D D? Yep, the little girl. She's walking around on the street, and they're protesting, uh, going crazy about Emmett Till. What they had recently done to Emmett Till. So she was feeling fragile, and she was feeling weird and emotional, and that's when she started screaming and yelling at the at the girls on the street and stuff. Yeah, it's just a lot of complex emotions that is kind of like, it's hard to understand even for me because I wouldn't know the climate of that time. Like, I wouldn't yeah. know how extreme it was. You know, a lot of people can't tell me how extreme that was. So it's just like, that's a whole different feeling. thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, uh, other than... Uh, uh, again, how abrupt uh, the outer space fantasy uh, episode was introduced. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, and again, uh, the little girl, again, imagining that she's being attacked by these two clowns. That that reminds yes. me so much of the lesser moments of us to where I was just like, okay. Yeah. Where, her being chased, I will say, made more sense for the story because of the curse the cop put on her. So her the, being the curse chased was by good. Yeah. yeah. Her, I like that more than the um the random outer space traveling, you know, going through different parts of her life. That's when I thought to myself, okay, this must be something that was featured and explored more in the book. 
that I'm not, you know, understanding or connecting you to. Needed as a much. little more build up, like exactly. Hey, if they she's needed seeing to, visions or something, I don't know. They should have made more sense of that segment. I will say that area. I was like, "What is happening? Where is she? How long is she going to be there? She just what's going on with her daughter?" It is funny, like near the end when she's in like gladiator. Yes, yes. Uh, and they're taking out all these KKK members. I'm like, okay, now that's badass. But that build up beginning there, I was like, wait, yeah. hold I'm on, like, why is she in space? I'm just confused. Why did they take? How long is she going to be there? And then when she shows up. <laughs> They don't even make a whole big deal of how she got back. She just shows up dressed up, like just in the doorway. In she all pops. fairness, they've been for weirder. They've already gotten yeah, for the I'm like, castle. How did she get back? How did she get back? Yeah, they just uh, brought her back. And then the whole thing with how she was using her power. Well, no, she came back and it turned her hair. Was it blue, purple? What color was her hair? It turned her uh, hair. Was it? Her hair was like a bright. It was very noticeable. It was either blue or purple, I think. But. Yeah, when she did that whole thing and used her power. That was kind of a nice that. touch because people judge on hair color nowadays. Oh, you must be gothic or, you know, emo. Yeah, <laughs> crazy and insane on that street. Just think about it. In the 50s, I bet you nobody had ever done that before. Oh, I, I bet they would stone anyone to death if they just assumed did not like the color of your hair. Just giving what, what animals and barbarians make. They're probably, they're probably gawking and pointing. But yeah, that, so... Yeah. <laughs> so... But so uh what what uh them uh it, it's kind of more just you know a mixture of workplace and not being accepted in a neighborhood and Allison Pill is just you know so unpredictable, especially mm-hmm. being in movies like Vice and she's recently on the Picard show in the newsroom. But uh here, I mean I've never seen her play such an unlikable person as the yeah, oh my gosh. basically the Karen of the town and Betty, right? And then there was so many layers to her and I felt like while they're showing she's not a, a a good person but i feel like what they were showing you about her life wasn't like oh this happened to her so she that's was basically why she raised to be a mongrel by yeah it's like she's disturbed but it's not like they were showing you this happened to her to excuse her being disturbed it was like this is what happened to her like it just got worse and worse <laughs> it's just yeah that has a lot of um foreshadowing and it's one of those things that you watch and you realize after the fact each family member literally had their own demon. Like, yeah, absolutely. The father had the, the tap dancing man, and he kept trying to provoke him to do violent things, provoke, like, he just kept trying to, when he would show up and taunt him, he was trying to provoke violent reactions. The kids are becoming unstable just as a result of seeing, yes. you know, the, the line the, between reality blur and, you know, their pet animals have been killed, so then they're yep. just like, whoa, whoa, I don't have anything positive in my mind. You got oh, the teacher yeah. for the little girl. That's right. And then the, the teacher the, the scarred her. Friend, uh, the little uh, friend, the, the the girl, the the friend that was like telling her she was pretty or whatever, but she started to convince her that her her blackness was ugly and she had to be white. She like painted herself. And, I forgot about yes. that. Oh my god, I was so distracted by the dad realizing he's got to literally go to the, uh, you know, work twelve yeah. hours. Uh, while being belittled and tripped in the hallways mm-hmm. and literally having to pout in the restroom, just like, I want to kill everybody here. I can't so, imagine, like, and being in a... Being I can't. I've been in very unprofessional workplaces where people yeah. are literally talking shit to you and there's nothing you can do unless you want to just say fuck you and then you get fired, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's wild. Like, and, it's and, hard. And especially at companies where they do staffing. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And then they're instantly going to take the employer's word over yours, even if the employer instigated it. 
or mm -hmm. if other people there are literally just, I kid you not, like belittling you. Like I had one guy who would like literally just rip one just because he knew I was in there and he spied me. I was like, dude, what is your deal? People are terrible. Like I can't believe people One person like even cut my phone cord and I, I so as soon just wanted to throw that in his face. It was like, I don't know what I've done to you and I'm not leaving. You know, so. The American work system sucks. I need to move to a different country where they give me lots of paid work, like paid days off. But yeah, I talk about paid that days a lot. off would be great. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we it's uh, so I, I saw many who were kind of vague but had a problem with the ending to them. They just thought, oh, you know, the violent confrontation. It's too much. I I don't see how no. else it could have ended. Exactly. With that type of build up, yeah. So, do you, do you think, think the season two become, is going to come with that? It's supposedly been confirmed. So, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll call them on their bluff. I can't imagine them not following it up. It's just a shame that Lovecraft got canceled yeah. because I'm like, uh, that. while there were some rough edges in there, I think it's a just really intriguing show. And I just really just dug how, again, it, it took a George Romero, just pulling all these various elements and putting yes. it in in it without feeling sugar-coated and and mindless escapism it didn't it mm -hmm. really was involving and really haunted me for days at times but i i it's i i wish they would bring it back on hbo max at least do a fun follow-up movie or something yeah i'm telling you i'm like the special i'm like the horror specialist if you ever want to do a zombie episode or just a horror movie show episode i recently started binging ash and the evil dead I will Ooh. say it's a little, I will say it's a little rough, not storyline. Like the characters are like a little storyline is like like Ash is still great. It's just they're settling into they seem to be settling into what kind of effects they're using, how much practical they want to use, and the fact they're gonna have to use CGI because it's a show and they're probably shooting multiple episodes in a short time. So I'm just like, yeah, I can't wait for the, the budget to pick up and for the effects to get better. But um, yeah. <laughs> Ash was good and a good uh, parallel because basically, like, we examined how, like, in every all three seasons, they basically were a continuation of each respective movie. Like, season one is basically yes. recreating the original movie with, you know, he's in the backwoods terror and just there's mm -hmm. very, one gore gag after another. And part two was basically reexamining yes. what had happened at the end of part two with the haunted house and then part three was literally kind of like army of darkness where he's going on against all these other supernatural things he didn't even know were out there and leading and making the town become his army you know? <clears throat> people like that are like people like uh um god what is his name bruce campbell yes bruce campbell right into my tongue that play these characters that live on for so long it's like they're super lucky because he can be ash williams forever but also that's like, there's so many cons to that. It's like, I'm sure he wants to do other things like Robert England. Robert England is a great classically trained actor who's been in a, a hundreds and hundreds of other things, many film credits. People only know him as Freddy Krueger. Right. Tony Todd. Uh, Tony Todd, I think, lucked out because he's done so many Star Trek roles and uh, roles in the Night of the Living Dead remake. So, I mean... It, he even has, I will say, it depends on the generation of, of people. So some people might say other things than just Candyman for Tony Todd, but they're more than likely to just say Candyman. 
there, there, there are, but he, he, he's lucked out in that he's had some other recurring TV roles. Like he was great as General Juma on the seventh season of 24, where he takes over the White House. But yeah, he has his appearances in Final Destination. I feel like yes. younger people. Destination younger people helped. Some that. superhero voiceover roles helped, but I think he's gotten better in that. Like he was, he got to be in the Sean Connery, you know, action masterpiece yeah. that is The Rock. So I mean, mm-hmm. I want my fucking money. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, and Rob Reagan I mean, gets a lot of voiceover too, because my guy is so old; he's like seventy-two, so he's 72. in the voice acting. He's in the new. Uh, I heard that he does a nice uh, guest appearance, or he, he's he's supposed to be in the new season of Stranger Things somehow, some way. So I'm happy. To, I'm excited to see that. You know, they're going to put him in a scary role. That must Kane be annoying Hodder for him. Was a stunt man, and then he became basically this slasher go-to guy in between henchman roles I mean, yeah he's like the yeah now he's like a stunt coordinator because he's a little old he's a little up there too he used to be the go-to like pyrotechnics guy he used to set himself on fire a lot yes yeah People and i'm like how, how cool is that but now they're they're getting up there they're too old now they put a big ass number on it now and it is interesting how everyone's just evolved throughout time and i, I think these all benefited from just a very lovely cast. Like uh, the them cast was just some very reliable, just New York, Georgian, and even British actors. And yes. Lovecraft was interesting. I mean, Jonathan Majors had been in Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. And- I didn't even, I barely recognized him. And I thought he was great. I thought he was great because to be honest with you, he has that look, like literally he could be from that time. Like yeah. there, was this, there was this thread on Twitter and somebody I wish was he was about, better used now. I mean, because he's only had kind of like been part of ensembles or bit parts. And like, no, exactly. this guy needs to raise in the to starting. Shine. He can be a he's gonna be in the next creed. Oh, he's really? gonna be in the next yes, I, and Michael B. Jordan's directing it, and he's gonna be in the next creed. Oh wow. and I think he's gonna be great because he's kind of like huge as it is. And even he's more stoked, like even bigger. Is he he's gonna like, be like the opponent or next of kin? I I think he's gonna be the main guy. I think, I don't even think Michael B. Jordan is going to be in it. I think he might be the next, you know, yeah, I know, right? I think he's going to be the next guy. So Creed but, the third, I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what was I going to say? I, yeah, Jonathan Majors, he like really stood out to me and I didn't recognize him from Why anything. Why do you think like, so many people were attacking his character on either social media or in reviews? They were like, he's a really? selfish prick. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so he's I'm, stubborn. But that's not fair because uh, he has PTSD to a, to a degree. You can definitely exactly. Tell. He was it's, escaping from comics because all he saw anywhere was just you know being told where he couldn't go by authorities exactly. who were. It's racist. fair if your if your body is so like if, so fear can make you feel sick almost. If if your body he, is telling you run away, you're gonna run away. You're gonna, I don't think he was a bad per- I don't think he was a bad person. And he I didn't comes watch back it. to Saber. He gets more mm-hmm. guns. He gets more magic spells. The Mm-hmm. The episode where they find that new mansion, then an episode later, it gets demolished again. Mm-hmm. And I don't uh, think he was selfish. Uh, uh, I mean, if anything, you know, they they were seeing, they were learning to, you know, not get too comfortable. That's what I thought mm-hmm. that episode represented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had their times where they argued and they and they were on different sides of the fence, but. I don't really think either one of them were wrong 100% of the time. Like, usually if any of them were making no. rash decisions, it was for the other person. That's but so the only time where it wasn't um, Letty, right? Wasn't she Letty? Yes. Only time she was wrong is when she agreed for freaking um, the immunity the, the, um, for herself. 
Remember, she sat down with the with the lady, and then she tried to get something undone, or she tried to protect, uh, she tried to protect him or something, and and she offered her immunity for herself, and she took it. I think anyone would have made a rational she gave her, judgment she call gave like her, that, though. Yeah, but no, she she had the chance to save. Uh, I'm over here forgetting people's names. She had the choice to save him, the main guy, the, the one that's played by Jonathan Majors, and. She gave her the pages. She gave the the lady with the blonde hair the pages, and she gave her that um, immortality. She she gave her the pages, and she took it for herself. And then she told them like, "Oh, she took the page," or I gave her the pages, and they were like, "Why would you do that?" She gave her the pages and took immortality for herself. And I was like, "That's the most selfish thing that 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 she's done." Probably, but she, I think that was just to, it was probably to make us think. You know, what would we do? Would we exactly? The thing is, I think she was easily swayed because she originally didn't go for that. She tried to use them to get her to agree to not kill him because, remember, she needs his I blood. I will say, in that last episode where she almost dies, I was like, if she dies, this yeah. is all for nothing. But she needed his blood for her immortality spell. He was her last living relative, and she needed his blood to make herself immortal. And I think um, Letty went with the pages to try to convince her not to do that. But she wouldn't. She was like, I can't. I can't not do it. I have to go with this spell, da da da. But I'll give you immortality. I can understand. I, the fear had consumed her at that point. Right. She's and like, I'm just like, what? But I mean, I guess what made up for it is her immortality. She fell out the window and she lived and she was able to get to where he was at. If only they got there in time and, and this, you know, the succubus girl, they were all trying to work together and stop him from bleeding out. Do you think out. she had been scarred enough by the mansion destruction and even just her house being destroyed? She's like, okay, I had an invincible house. Now it's coming, you know, crumbling down. So now I got to become invincible just to cancel out all the evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was a lot. I think I, I did enjoy that more because it was more stuff to look at like the effects it was more to react to it was more to feel but and then like them just kept me like in a dark place <laughs> you know it just kept me in a dark place and, I, and I'm looking in between the lines and things of all this foreshadowing and um the experiments that's what I was going to mention the experiments they're referencing real historical things like and, and the government will try to deny it now but soldiers were experimented on according oh yeah to before tuskegee you know even you know yeah they were actually this is after on, tuskegee so yes go. this is this is after yes and it's, it's crazy because tuskegee was what early 1900s and this was in the 50s and 60s and they were locking um different you know races of soldiers in containment and and you know torturing them they with were considered gas. no different than I hate to say this, animals. you know, animals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And they, they would use the, the white soldiers as a reference for the normal reaction. To, Even to though yeah. everyone, you know, since then we've come across just certain genetics that, you know, uh, if they're not race specific, they're age specific, they're mm -hmm. gender specific. This is like, mm -hmm. you can't go by that. Yep. Recommend. There's, there's, um, what was I going to say? Proof of them doing that in every single medical field of like, operating on and it's just uh, so morbid they just like yeah. to act like let's Without not learn from it i'm like there's mm -hmm. going to be another fascist in office who you know does something even more you know outrageous than yeah all these other unforgivable truths about america mm -hmm. so and they try to deny it because those real people it's like 
people lived with actual psychological issues and damage to their like esophagus and nasal passages from breathing in mustard gas being experimented on. But if they said that that happened, they would have been discharged from the army or arrested. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's, it's, they did bring some good stuff into that, especially when they're having the prisoners is like, uh, one of the other guys in the treatment camp, he's like, uh, you know, I, it was either do jail time or serve, so I'm serving. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. didn't think I'd make it back alive. I kind of don't want to because I'm just dishonored one way or the other. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, what, what's your take on the our dragon lady, you know, played by, you know, uh, Jamie Chung? Oh, you mean Betty? Uh, yeah, the yeah the the nurse turned sh- Shithalu. Oh, and them, right? No, no, in, in Lovecraft, remember? Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Oh, Jamie Chung. First of all, I love her. I think she's great. I love her as an actress. Uh, I think her acting was great. The succubus effects weren't. I only know her from Samurai Girl. I don't remember in uh, Sucker Punch. Really, I I know she kind of. She was interesting casting choice because I know she kind of got in some hot water by wanting to be in like crazy rich Asians and then. Didn't get the oh part. really? Even. I didn't even know that. I didn't so, even know that. That so was another felt, hot she topic. Felt jaded. She felt jaded because there was a movie called Crazy Rich Asians and she wasn't in it. I, it was a weird predicament. So basically, all these actors who were not Chinese tried out for that role, and you know she was South Korean, and she kind of got called on that for being hypocritical. But then it was even weirder because you know Henry Golden gets the lead role, and he's like part South Korean, part Chinese. So it's just like. Mm-hmm everybody was just needing to just step back and just realize i think that was just where it was like jimmy o yang chinese jimmy o yang the um the he's a comedian he's chinese they had all they had malaysian actor they had all different types of asian actors in that just all different types but yeah it's like everyone there were other asian actors that were they were joking though but there were other asian actors and comedians that were like yo like (laughs) why i didn't why i didn't hit me up like crazy rich asians i should be in that but i even had some friends who tried out for it and (laughs) they're south korean again and they hate it when people whitewash it and yet they're still trying out for it so i was just like guys i i we we're not ready to have this conversation clearly i don't know what angle she could take on it to be upset because the only angle she could take is by saying that there was no uh darker skinned asian people but she's just the same complexion as everyone else because if the if the argument was that it was whitewashed there were many different types of asian people but they were all i mean whitewashed in that no one can tell you know a white person can't tell the difference between japanese or chinese but i mean you you can't tell if you don't care i feel like but i feel like i can mildly tell you know, I don't yeah. just look at any Asian person and just not, not even because they don't, <laughs> they don't all look alike. Or Asian, like a Chinese person doesn't look like a Korean person, a Japanese person, Filipino person, so on, to me at least. But if you think so, then you probably just are not, you don't get around Asian people often, or you were just raised in the area where... Or you're the worst person in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're raised around people like that, that just, you know, say things like that, that they all look alike, so mm-hmm. now you think well you're in the 60s and you're no Mm -hmm. better than any of these other bastards we've just outlined in this either show but Mm -hmm. anyway so yeah i I think this is probably her best role today because like she's been in so many other like easily replaceable or Mm -hmm. just like her hated movies she was great in this 
or even I can't even remember what I saw her in. Like I looked at her face and I immediately recognized her. I think she was in Once Upon a Time. I think. Oh, maybe so. Maybe my grandmother but, watched that. Uh, yeah, she, she's done a lot of movies and TV, but I, I definitely thought Samurai Girl was a fun show. But yeah, this was interesting mm-hmm. in that she's basically disowned by her character is disowned by her mom because she's like, you're a woman of the night. And then you're also. Yeah, it's, it, it's she weird. It's that she's, she's a making her creature, that. you know? She, yeah, it's like she has a curse on her, but her mother's making her continue to kill men because it's like, you'll be back to normal. You have to kill this many men. And it's just like she doesn't want to, but she's being told she has to. Yeah, and then her mom belittles her even more. So she's like, I guess I'm going to have to kill you. Right, and but then it's like, I knew she was going to push her into that. But I'm like, you're pushing her thinking that she's going to turn back to, quote, normal, whatever normal is. But what if that's just how she is now? And then you get her to that number of people and nothing happens, nothing Kind of a good parallel for controlling parents who don't even ask their kids if that's what they want or if that will work. (laughs) Or they can't accept who their kid is because that's not who they raised them to be. Exactly. She comes from a strict background generations Mm -hmm. ago. She doesn't even want to do that anymore. She doesn't want to lure men and kill them. She doesn't want to do it. And her mother's like, well, you have to because you only have to kill this many more and then you'll be back to normal. And she's like, what even is normal? What if I don't change? What if I'm just like this? Or why don't you like, what if when I become myself again, I'm basically still the same when you don't like me or just something like that. And I'm, I'm just, tired of cleaning like, up so these bodies. My- <laughs> yeah, right? Aren't you tired of all this blood? <laughs> what are you doing with the bodies anyway? You orgasm and then gore everywhere. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. It gave me really difficult, really like confusing feelings because I feel like her and Atticus, there we go. I feel like her and Atticus did fall in love. I feel like they had yeah. a thing, but then when he turned, when she turned into a succubus, he ran off. It was a and good hint, he, though, because like, he knew she was going to kind of come back in some fashion or they were going to hint, you know, what was that bizarre vision he had in the first, yeah. you know, opening yeah. of the pilot. I knew immediately as soon as he was able to get away from her and he was like, what the heck is she? And, you know, he was able to get away. I was like, they're going to bring her back somehow. She's going to show up at some point. And when she showed up, I was like, great, what's going to happen now? Because now he's with Letty and she's pregnant. So it's like, I don't feel like whatever was between them, I don't feel like she fell out of love with him. I feel like she still felt bad. And I feel like whatever feelings he had were confused because he feels like she's a monster. So he probably just, after seeing her like that, just moved on and forgot about it. But I don't think he, I don't think you could like unlove somebody. So I was nervous of what that would do for their relationship. I'm like, is this going to cause relationship drama? A love triangle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like what kind of love triangle? He does, he does remember her. He doesn't just think of her as, oh, you know, some random person I slept with yeah. overseas. Like that was the it, first yes. bit of action. He's like 16 mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah. He's <laughs> still looking 35, <laughs> grown man. <laughs> the camera just loves Mr. Majors. Like, He's just yeah. really said so much. Just you kind of got a sense of what was on his mind. There's so other people mm-hmm. that just can't do that, and it's nothing against them yeah. or their ability as an actor. It's just they're just if they're not the limited, then it's just they're they're just not able to be framed that way. Uh, they need to be more in a room with other people interacting. Mm-hmm. But he was just interesting in that you just kind of got a sense that he could, you know burst into anything at any point he mm-hmm. could be angry he could be distrained yes. he could be darkly comedic he had that unpredictability about him that was that's really true good. that's a good point that's a good point and i, I feel mean, like it's same, with same way journey smollett like she's just always looking around and just kind of enjoying if, the moment 
yeah, it seems like she could cry at any time if she wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, I like actors like that. that She's a really good, like... Emotionally open. Like, she oh, could totally. be Good female that's why icon. Definitely that's what a... really caught me with Jonathan Majors. He's going to be he's gonna be really big. Like, I feel like Jonathan Majors, he's, like, one, two roles away from being, like, nominated in some of the big, like, male actor categories, I feel like. Because um, he has it. Like, he has that range. Like you said, he feel like he could just burst into anything. And he's really believable. Like, it's good to get those people that don't feel like they read them from a script. Like, or they like don't he's... overuse the same people again just because of investors, you know? <laughs> like... Exactly. It's like, I don't know. He has that that thing about him where he just seems very much like a normal person. And he has that look to him, too. Like I said, like um, there was like a thread on Twitter of actors that looked like they could be from a different era. Like, literally all from civilized yes. area like he looks like he's from the 60s like <laughs> he could have been a sydney pointier type of that yes yeah. yes definitely and he has that he has that look like uh do you know the actress uh ruth uh nega i love her yes love doesn't she her. look like she looks like betty boop or something she looks like she's from the 60s like she could be like a singer from like a black and white even era janelle monet for some reason i don't know yeah. why i feel like she could have been a pop sensation of the 80s who you know yeah I, a lot of people have that have that look to them, but definitely Ruth Nega. Like she looks like uh, when I saw her in Loving, I'm like she looks like she could be in the 40s. Like you could put her in the 40s. I'm like, glad uh, you brought that or, up because like yeah, those like, are good um, examples of other hard to talk about material that are very good movies. By Dorothy Dandridge, Ruth Nega could be like Dorothy Dandridge or something. Ooh. Literally, like I'd she watch could that. that pin up that pin up hairstyle, and she would look just like her. I can see that happen. Or, um, people listen to Crystal's ideas. <laughs> Casting yeah, 101. She's great for, for roles like that. If you want to get like a, or um, she, her and, um, oh my God, I forget the name. They were in this movie called Passing. Oh my God, what's the name? Passing. It's, a, it's oh, about, um, the, the a black woman who passed, who passed for white. Regina Hall, I think, right? No, 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 not Regina Hall. It was, um, it was another. Uh, did you see the most? Oh, yes, I did. Tessa Thompson. Yes. Tessa Thompson. There we go. Okay. Oh, my God. Passing. That movie now, I didn't scarred see it. me. I didn't you, see you it. You have to see it. It's not going to be easy to talk about. In fact, I'll just put it this way. No one knows how to talk about something like this, but it's so preciously done. And, you know, again, it, it's one of the way better acclaimed movies because you know how there's just so many other acclaimed movies that you'll watch mm -hmm. and you'll be like, what was the point? Or take away the actor, there's nothing here. This one really did. Like, I I saw it on a day, was ready for either to like, if not love, or be disappointed. But no, it really went in a totally different direction than I expected. And it's like, wow. I was just thinking about, it was kind of like, okay, so as a comparison, it, it reminded me of Boys Don't Cry. Mm -hmm. You know, the Hillary Swank tragedy. Yes. It was that same kind of feel. Is like, okay, th but see, this was carefully done. This was done by a bunch of actors. And I think it was, you know, it's based on an actual incident. And I think they had done a play version of it. It's like, mm. this was very articulate. And it, it had the, it was just very careful. Good. I'm happy to hear it because that, that's hey. a hard thing to, to handle because. I read about the the real story. I, the woman talked about it. She's an older woman now. She's a senior citizen, and she didn't find out until she was old that her mother was actually black. But her mother was passing, and her mother would, you know, always wear makeup basically because she was. Her mother was scared that someone would come in their house in the night or and something. And it's filmed in. 
black and white. So I mean, okay, so that makes it even okay. That makes it's it not better. being cute. It's not trying to just emulate, you know, earlier forties. That movies. makes it more likely because okay. See, my thing was while Ruth Nega and Tessa Thompson, you know, beautiful women, they wouldn't have passed for back then, even though they are fair skin. Tessa Thompson has African American features. She looks black, even yeah. though her skin is fair. So that was my only worry, but them making it black and white to me makes it more believable, makes it more likely that back then they would have passed. But that was my only thing. Cause I'm they like, also don't play the camera. You know how you'll see a movie that's acclaimed and you're like, I just don't buy the scenario or whatever. Is yes. like, no, they, they, they try their best to just really take their time with this. And it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, this is going to be tragic. They're going to watch it again. But yeah. this, this made me think story. long after the credits roll. So that they did their job. Good, good on you. And imagine carrying that secret. It's like passing. It's like they have to almost kind of try to build a future for their family. They really before looked like found this out. role was eating them up as they were getting into character. So I would not be surprised if they took it to their. Yo, like that uh, woman said, that older woman, her mother had been putting things in place. Like she was setting up their whole future and fear that she would get caught. She wanted them to have like money in the future and she always yeah. had to wear you makeup like so nobody would if you have to keep oh, yeah, like a spy. in and out every day be something you're not and i mean lovecraft did that again yeah with the skin change episode mm-hmm. but i mean uh it, and the girl like, that was her brother she was pretending to be her brother i was like wow yeah that was interesting yeah she was her her brother too because her brother was dead and she was and i saw food. many homophobic remarks by either whites or black users and really? it's like see you guys are not ready to talk about this you shouldn't even be watching this to they're begin not, with they're I don't the like same people they're even are, worse like when, when i go on and what would just look up info on like the fbi shows because who doesn't love a good dick wolf you know ass whooping mm-hmm. agent mm-hmm. shooting white supremacists <laughs> in the heads i just mm-hmm. went for endless comments of saying oh well culture is live and well it's like see you are exactly the kind of people that they're mentioning on tv and you just mm-hmm. can't handle the truth <laughs> yeah it's like whenever there's anything remotely uh gay and anything nowadays oh, you're like see they're, they're they're forcing it, it used to be it sucks because it used to be that made me uncomfortable and you didn't know mm-hmm. what that meant. And now you're seeing more and more of it. And it's just like, dude, it's part of life. It is. It is. And, and my thing it is, it depends on how you use it as well. While people need to get used to, people are gay. It is it's like that. One of our favorite like filmmakers be... is Joel Schumacher. Mm-hmm. And there should I be would... more representation and people need to get used to that representation instead of making the representation a spectacle all the time. Every gay, every remotely gay person in anything doesn't need to be they're the sneakier spectacle. They're now. The now they're acting yeah, like I mean, yeah. they're uh, now they're acting like, "Oh, you're being preachy." I'm like, "No, they're just mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. something socially relevant." <laughs> exactly. When people are like, "Oh, they got to shoehorn the gay stuff in and shove it down our throats." I'm like, "No, people really be gay." And sometimes it's important to put that in things. Because it's likely if you have a whole group of friends, if you have a whole big school, if you have a whole office, <coughs> somebody's gay in there, okay? So they need to put somebody that's gay in there because that's realistic. That's realistic for the time. People just don't want to see gay people I mean, in things because every time they see them, they feel like it's forced now. Well, exactly. Like, it's the same. It goes back to even race where we're mm-hmm. also trying to, we, we hate it when we see a, racial slur in a movie and we mm-hmm. want to make sure that the filmmakers are in on the joke is like okay you're mm-hmm. illustrating this character's flaws 
you're not yourself a dickhead, you know, mm-hmm. echoing your persona in this work. Like Django, people were getting mad at Quentin Tarantino. I wasn't mad at Quentin Tarantino. He was in on the joke, although half the time, you know, it was funny. I mean, if you're going to be mad at him, then you might as well mm-hmm. be mad at Oliver Stone, Spike Lee, or anyone else who has heated arguments. That, but look at the cast that agreed to be part of it. We're on to Pete Quentin. <laughs> Good beer, there. I'm, I'm being a stooge. That's what I'm being. I see that, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. That's, that's what we expect from you, Cam, for sure. Oh, well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I am. <laughs> okay, so well, Pete. Backhanded compliments, you know. It's, <laughs> it's meant with as much love as possible. Sometimes you know? you, one just <laughs> needs a slap to the face to know they're doing a great job. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So I am <laughs> letting Pete finish up the Lovecraft Country portion. Just yeah. any closing thoughts on this uh, insane HBO show? <laughs> oh God, this this show is it, it's insane. You're, you're right, and it's so good. It's so good on so many levels, and I it's going to be hard uh, to. It's so hard to describe. It, it has so much taboo material to even talk about. Oh, for sure. But, but <laughs> even just to talk about it for however long we're going to talk about it. It's, I mean, this is something you have to chew on for a long time. Yeah. To really sink your teeth into to really get all of the subtleties that are going on. There's, this is as, I mean, this is kind of, I don't want to say it's historical fiction, but it's taking true things, real things that happen in life and weaving some sort of weird sci-fi monster Lovecraftian thing all around it in some glorious hot dog bun of yumminess. It's, it's so yumminess so is good. definitely right uh, on the, the acting is out of this world. The, the set pieces, if, if you, if you haven't had a chance to see some of the uh, makings of on HBO max, I highly recommend it. It's yeah, really it, stunning. I want I wanted more when it was all done. So I was like, okay, this is as good as it gets and go to the making of. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh, it, it's just wonderful. And were you I, wh- familiar with the, I'm sure everyone knows Jordan Pill. Uh, were you familiar with the creator, Misha Green's work on underground? I was not, I was not familiar with her work okay. at all. And all good. Um, boy, she, can she write her own ticket now? I think so. And I cannot wait to see what she's got next. Yeah. Um, uh, underground I, was pretty much the same boat where they, they basically did a roots on steroid where they, oh, they showed oh the Underground Railroad and did the exact same thing here, where it's like they would take a lot of stuff that's not easy to talk about, make it thrilling and adventuresome and then very emotional. And and then, yeah, they would be playing modern-day music and mix it in with whatever the tone or mood of that episode was. And uh, much like Lovecraft, it would always end shockingly. He's like, yeah, yeah, this is perfect binging. <laughs> yeah, I really like that's a I like how some uh, contemporary creators are taking period pieces and weaving in modern music I, there's a word for it i can't think of what it is right now but i when you do it well it's like it, a nod or a parallel i guess that you're you're, you're onto something there i think but when, when it's done really well it's it's very effective and i think uh, the the one that really stuck out with me was uh when they played lady marmalade uh wow that just made that whole scene oh yeah so that... much more powerful and, and meaningful not that it wasn't uh, on the surface, great, but that that music behind it just gave it another kick in the balls. You know, just here we are, man. Let's 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 roll. Totally. And 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 like you were saying, uh, uh, a lot of people who were complaining about this seem to just want it all then and there. And it's like this is not a show where you're going to get 
all the answers every episode. You got to go through it all and digest it. And this is what I kept. I, I kept looking at reviews to get a recap after each one because sure. it's it's dense. And uh, I would see so many people like, oh, but, uh, why did they do this and this? I'm like, uh, it, it'll be fine. It's okay. Just wait for more episodes. <laughs> yeah, fun, I think you got. Yeah, uh, funnily enough, the the uh, there is like a, that overarching story, and even maybe connected tissue between episodes three and five and whatever. But there, it's almost a monster of the week. Like the first two episodes are clearly. Uh, you know, part one and part two, but yeah. every other episode after that is almost like an episode of Star Trek where it's just monster of the week, <laughs> Buffy the yeah. Vampire Slayer, monster of the week. Uh, and then, and then they just weave it all together slowly, but surely to an incredible climax. Those, I'm not sure there's better television those last three episodes uh, ever. It's, and they were very oh. ballsy. Cause oh yeah. Uh, like everyone else often will just do a giant spaceship battle or just exorcism and whoa and done, you know, tune in next, next year. But th this was like, I don't know how anyone's going to get out of this. This was a death match. I, I mean, uh, spoilers for those who have, haven't seen it, but yeah. Our Some of them guys, did not make it. Not everybody made it. <laughs> and I, I appreciate Vance dies after like the fourth episode and he was kind of a <laughs> right. drawing for me. Yeah, I was, I was like, what a great actor, but oh man. And I saw he was credited for a few others. Oh, so probably a few flashbacks because he did just lay on some heavy backstory for why oh, he sure. and the his brother, you know, the main character's dad did not get along. And like, oh, 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 I, oh. <laughs> so, so many layers to that onion. It's so good. Um, and, and HBO hasn't done all that much horror and fantasy. Like they've done like True Blood and Stephen King's The Outsider. But I do, do you think this is the most creative they got since like maybe a Tales from the Crypt kind of show? Oh, I don't know. Uh, that first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones was pretty, pretty rocky. Oh, that's true. I did forget about that in True Yeah, Blood. that that was. I I think Game of Thrones gave uh, HBO a lot of confidence to start throwing money at projects like this, and just saying, "Go for it. Here's a here's a bag of money. Make me something great." And I wish they could. Boy, they hit resurrect they hit this for max or whatever. I I don't know if it's even possible. They they were talking. There was talks of a second season after watching this there's no way you can do a second season and i'm halfway through the book as well and i don't think oh, nice. it okay, lends so itself to a second season really because i don't know if there's enough story there unless you want to go uh like um uh not terror, terrifier anthology terror? or uh, like like terror um where they uh was that hbo where they were on the the, the boat in the uh, north pole looking for the Northwest Passage. Oh, uh, the AMC show, like the, the terror inside. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, terror, yeah. I think. Yeah, I terror, think you're right. That's what it was. And then the second season was about the internment camps uh, in World War II, where George oh, Takei was part of it. So AMC would literally have to <laughs> give HBO an irrefusable amount of money for them. Well, well that, that's what I'm saying. I thought toward the end of this, I was thinking maybe Lovecraft Country is just going to tell its original story and then just use the title lovecraft country and make an entirely different story that isn't part of the book maybe not even part of this they did it with true detective so why wouldn't they do yeah. it with this i'm i just they, they keep the create creative uh, ball rolling uh let's do something totally new uh american horror story kind of similar to that where there you each go. season is it is a story arc that has a beginning and an end mm -hmm. uh damn 
line of duty at each season there's a new bad cop who's got to be taken down by internal affairs right, that's connected right. to the main uh crooked lieutenant who will never be caught but they can at least <laughs> take down the wingmen right. uh, uh so uh, this is well so yeah uh, erica was on here of my horrific life and she mentioned uh one of the biggest uh, changes was how uh christina you know who's you know a guy in here you know just here she's like a succubus and she's changing not only her gender but also just kind of a metaphor for like social justice warriors and how the, all there's this other imagery that's like <laughs> metaphors for all other sorts of things you know mm -hmm. toxic culture or uh, other right. stuff is like that once again just no one can talk about with any mature mind nowadays it's just like uh, unless it's like a romero movie where it's like we can bring up anything and the right yeah. people get it but it's uh what, what was your biggest thing and like takeaway you're like man I wish I could talk about this. <laughs> no one seems to be able to talk about this. Uh, the the realism, uh, the, the the real happenings, like the Tulsa uh, race riots. That's oh, yeah. that's something that is not easy, and I don't feel confident enough to, and know enough about what exactly happened and what's sparked that powder keg uh, to have an intelligent conversation. I let it wash over me, and I I read a little bit on online, and it's it's awful. It, it's truly awful. And I don't feel confident enough to sit down with someone and, and discuss it. And I don't want to do it uh, injustice by speaking, speaking off or, or not covering everything that was involved in it. Uh, it's that's, that was yeah, pretty hard to do cliff notes on it. It's like, it really, really is It's like 10 books worth of um, something awful. And even, Oh man, now, now see, this is, this, this is my fear about, doing this show because I'm going to forget names, but the, the young boy that was uh, killed was murdered. Excuse me. Uh, Diane's friend in his, he was wait, they tied a tire iron to his neck and tossed him in the river or something after they beat him. Yeah. And, uh, that really happened. That was a real person. And then the cops start doing that on Christina. And of course, yeah, she can't die. Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And so here we are rooting for this villain at first, who is like, is really no different than anybody else. Like everybody can be a victim at, at every point. After a while, the police lieutenant, who's been kind of turned a blind eye, starts wondering how to get any control of his town. Like, I, I love how he puts his hand on her at one point and she's like, I'm going to call rape if you touch me. <laughs> and then uh, like there's all these other things here is like the uh, again you know they're they're in the they, they keep going to all these privileged estates and you know that no one can have almost all of them get demolished <laughs> it's right, like right they're, they're in sacred ground all of a sudden and tearing, tearing down those walls yeah that's that was, a real, that was a real thing i also really uh, <clears throat> uh not only did you deal with a lot of very real very scary i mean this this shit happened in our parents' lives, almost. And, and they don't the, want to talk about it even. They're like, no, oh, no. don't worry, son. No, Bad it's, people it's out there. I'm like, Sadly well. ignored and sadly <laughs> not taught in schools. Like, look, this should not ever happen again. And, uh, you know, we're doing like, doing things like putting up walls uh, along the border. I was like, Jesus, this yeah. doesn't end. Why isn't this ending? Why, why haven't we learned from our past? Because I don't think the past is taught enough. And yeah. that's as far as I'm going to go with that, because I don't think, again, I can speak intelligently enough to really broach that subject. But uh, not only did they weave all these uh, historical, factual historical happenings, but they also paid homage to 
so many franchises. I mean, we had yeah. Indiana Jones. We had the Goonies. Uh, okay, we, so you got an indie film from the Cave Escape. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. Oh, the, the Cave Escape was completely Last Crusade. Uh, a little and, and the Goonies. Those okay, were the two I big ones. For me. <laughs> is... Well, they're crossing that stupid bridge that was uh, melting okay. away. Because <laughs> I saw that... other people who kind of threw it in, but they did it in like a negative way, like it was a ripoff. Like, oh no, I loved it. it. Was it was a it was a it was <laughs> well, no, a I'm not saying homage. they ripped it off. I'm just saying a critic who didn't care for that episode. Oh, well, it. that critic's an idiot because it's exactly <laughs> what the director meant. He absolutely meant for that to happen. Well, that to their problem is they just kind of tossed it out. And I was like, what are they referencing? Are they referencing the K? What, what are they referencing? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, the Penitent Man, the Penitent Man. As, I, the as I'm watching that scene. The, the there is kind man. of a monkey's paw even with when they uh, like take the book <laughs> it was kind of got a hellraiser vibe but i don't know oh I think a little bit just, yeah sure it's probably sure. just lovecrafting in general but i mean uh shit uh what was the other thing i mean i guess there's some tremors grimmer gremlins moments with those creatures but uh uh i, I the others mentioned tells from the hood which is kind of was kind of the go-to black horror movie aside from uh, Candyman. okay yeah <laughs> sure that was definitely a comedy though it wasn't a whole lot of, <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of serious moments in that. Uh, I, I think they just got it mainly just because there's some crooked deputies in that one too. Sure, sure. Get, and... get their comeuppance, and uh, it's just interesting how. Uh, I mean, Michael K. Williams, he's playing a very difficult role where he's an adulterer and he's having to make up for his son and then sacrifice himself. It's like Jesus, this this show went in so many different directions. There's no time to even like stop being emotional <laughs> just like keep going keep going keep going yeah it, if, if you don't tear up a little bit in this here and there boy oh I, yeah i don't i don't know if you got a soul it's it's that it's that <laughs> did you good. think uh lily was gonna die uh Junie smart smollett this character uh leticia Letty, Letty, yes. Yeah, Letty. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I my heard bad. You wrong. I, I fucked I, it up. I, I heard it. Lily. I like who? who? Okay. Yeah. Letty. Uh, yeah. I when when she like you're talking the last episode where she falls out of the bell tower. Yeah, like literally she lands, breaks her leg. I I gasped. I mean, my I wife was like, and I "Don't this do it." <laughs> whole series and whack, and I went, "Oh my god, they killed her!" What? And then in the back of my head, I'm like, "No, no, no, no." Uh, Tick went to the future. He's got a book from his son. Uh, that really can't happen. But when she hit the ground, I, I gasped out loud. It was, it, it was so uh, surprising. I, I couldn't believe it. it. It hit me out of nowhere. I, I was like, wait, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if you kill her, what has this been for? <laughs> oh man. Oh, you, you can so kill anyone cool. else and they will probably do it for the better good. But if you kill her, man. If, if she doesn't become a superstar after this, I, I don't know what Hollywood's doing. Oh, Hollywood's She's, dead. <laughs> she is fantastic in this, and she plays all the parts all the right way. She's she's she got shy, a best actress nom. Strong. <laughs> she, she damn well deserves it. Uh, man. And I, I don't I can't even cite a single poor uh acting job in this uh in this show at all. There there isn't a single person in here whomever cast this show goddamn genius man it took me a while to realize is like the guy the mysterious guy at the estate who's doing the mad scientist was i'm like oh my god that's tony goldman like, speak of the devil <laughs> wow i i didn't realize that i need to do more research on these things huh <laughs> 
Oh, I always have IMDb out. So, I mean, right, right. I had known Anna Juan Ellis. She was like the vice president recently on Designated Survivors. She'd been in plenty of other things, uh, Men of Honor. Uh, so it was like, uh, so what one critique I noticed was uh, the, tw- I call it the Twilight Zone like, moment where uh, uh, Ellis's character, you know, she teleports to another dimension and <laughs> gets to be a gladiator in space practice. Oh, Hippolyta? Oh my God, when she yeah, screams. Like, I am Hippolyta. I'm I'm right there with you, babe. I'm screaming it with you. Oh I'm man, that whole, that whole journey. And she even dropped a little nugget uh, in a later episode saying that she was in that other dimension or traveling from world to world for over 200 years. So she had collected 200 years of knowledge and skills over that yeah. time that she was. It's gone. a lot to soak up. You're just and like, it, yeah. You're like, oh, I want to see that show. What all did you do? <laughs> I mean, you were this badass. Uh, warrior queen whatever that would be an idea if they can't the renew shit it out of a bunch of confederate soldiers out of nowhere <laughs> and uh and then she do was, a spinoff right right uh, to see that whole journey for for hippolyta oh i i'm i'm down to clown with that that whole show bring it on bring it on <laughs> right right what did you what like so there was some man the 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 special effects here were superb like some of the best cg i've seen in a I very think it was industrial time. light and magic on this it had to be i you can you've got imdb up you can let me it. say yeah right but it, it is Special so art. good and so visceral and i'm telling you cam when oh god i i have never seen i don't know if i'll ever see anything like this again but when you, the uh skin started falling yes off, the shredding um, uh ruby or not ruby well, yeah ruby and she, she's transmogrifying into the white guy I can't remember her name now dell is it i believe so yeah so when they're changing back and forth and this skin is just dripping off of them and sliding off of their face and underneath is their other uh the, the different the different skin whether it was white or black as it's as it's erupting kind of erupting through and Skin and, and blood and viscerals just dripping off of them and getting all over the place. Oh, oh my God. The first time I saw that, it was, I, I my, my jaw was open. I think my wife and I were both going, oh dear God, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, That's Lovecraftian. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Uh, and then <laughs> I think my favorite, like standing up and applauding, was when she and uh, William were were having sex and they're having sex as white people and then uh ruby's potion wears off and she <laughs> as she's climaxing but uh, yeah she's horrified whoa no it's not what i'm in not what i'm screwing <laughs> oh no no this was this was at the at the last time they they made love oh that's right. <laughs> it was purposeful she meant to time it just right so as she's climaxing this she's changing from Dell, this small white woman to this this voluptuous black woman and it was oh my god it was uncomfortably sexy <laughs> oh, yeah, that oh and uh no, oh. don't forget the chisalo you know the nine tells <laughs> well yeah the camino uh camino uh, is Jenny, like she doesn't enjoy any of this and she's just part of her spell that her yeah slut shaming mom is you know 
forcing her to just get on with is like her mom was a terrible person my god (laughs) oh but but they 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 were experiencing something terrible i mean she married a little ironic because she's a nurse at the day (laughs) at night she's praying she's praying all these stupid soldiers and massage parlor guys (laughs) yeah that was a that was a very nakedy uh episode for sure they no one had any problems uh being naked and i I, I don't (laughs) even though there was a lot of sex and nudity in this i never felt like it was necessarily gratuitous or uh, exploited yeah totally it's just it's not a skin of max or even a lesser game of thrones moment where you're like okay fast forward you know it's like it's actually all part of the scene and people are learning things about it's just like any good card chase where you are invested in it. It isn't like every other Die Hard Lethal Weapon sequel where you take it out, nothing changes in the momentum. It just makes the movie shorter. And it's like, yeah, it's like that. There was a point in it. It's like you're everyone's even exploring their sexuality. And of course, you know Ruby in particular. You know, she, it's just showing how she's such a nice soul in a terrible period, and she's yeah. the first to be preyed upon because she's a nice person. She is a nice person. She's strong, but she she happens to be nice, and and she's like from Britain, I believe the actress. And uh, yeah, she's uh, she's from Great Britain somewhere. Yeah, she was on this one Jean Reno show where they were like international policemen. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, (laughs) it was called Joe, whatever, and it was like a loose Law and Order (laughs) spinoff. Oh okay, (laughs) not familiar with that one. Oh good, it's hard to come by, but it's so awesome. Okay, six awesome episodes. Um, so, uh. Who's your favorite character? If you had to pick one, where you're just like, do or die. This is my go-to character. I will quote him. I will follow them. I'm I'm Team Letty. I am Letitia fucking Lewis. <laughs> I love her character. She is my go-to. Whenever she's on the screen, I cannot take my eyes off her. And it's not because she's a pretty gal. I think she has a presence to Lots her. Lots of charisma for a former charisma. sitcom kid. Uh, oh, she's I Letitia fucking Lewis. Journey Smollett. She's uh, my new crush. Uh, not just uh, not just a boyhood crush i'm talking i i dig this gal a lot i think she's going places she was just so, in uh birds of prey wasn't she yes she was black canary yeah, yeah I, I was watching that going hey that's Letitia fucking lewis <laughs> am i swearing too much i don't know oh, that's fine i <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> r-rated shows i mean right 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 uh, but yeah it's <laughs> been in everything yeah, who's, your, who's your favorite who's your favorite you know, it'd be a tie between her and definitely Jonathan Majors uh, uh, and protagonist because I've never seen anyone like this. You know, uh, others brought up good points on how, you know, some people were complaining how he didn't have much to do. It's like, well, if you're com- really, really paying attention to the first episode, he's suffering from PTSD. You know, I oh, for really, sure. He, er, his pulp novels that he's been reading are now coming to life and he's really not sure how to make any sense of it. So I, I thought he was interesting because he really is the natural kind of heroic instead of you know like badass from hell you know <laughs> like yeah yeah he was very human uh and even though that he, he had his brain turned off while he was in the marines or the army or whatever it was because of all the terrible things he did once he was out of there he was dealing with those like you said ptsd easily if if not if there's a if there's another level above that and he's just trying to repress it and uh succeeding sometimes and not succeeding other times everything is alien to him so how ironic that he imagines again a alien invasion takeover and he's the (laughs) savior of the earth and (laughs) yeah he's seeing all how everything is basically there's just so many endless hypocrisies to where it's like there's just nothing 
I don't feel good about even being a veteran. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm coming home and I'm I got another fresh hell to deal with. <laughs> and I thought at the end, like his his conversation with his mom in the in his dream world or whatever, when he put his head in her lap and he knew at this point that he was gonna die. Like that was foretold and it the writing was on the wall and he saw that the only thing that was gonna happen is that he was going to die. And he put his head on his mom's lap and said, Mama, I don't want to die. And it was this it was the saddest, sweetest thing ever. And oh if, he's not an invincible guy, and guys no, vulnerable. need sympathy. You know, if we don't know how to describe what we're that when we're hurting, you know, we, we are much like you know, dogs and cats, you don't really know that they're hurting, you know, because guys are better at repressing it until you know it's time to cry uncle. And uh him and uh I mean it's just kind of cool how he puts it all together when, you know, the mansion demolishes and he sees a mysterious figure, you know, allowing him to escape. And he's like, Oh my God, that's an ancestor from like yeah, two decades ago. Like great, great, great. No, four, 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 great, four decades ago. My four, bad. Four yeah. Not, not two decades, not, not four decades. We're talking great, 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 great. Yeah. Yeah. Generations. <laughs> yeah. She's, she enters the picture and realizes is like, yeah, uh, you, you already knew the cake is alive, but here's why. <laughs> right. Right. And he has I to also, go through five more mazes. I also really enjoyed Montrose's uh, character, Ooh. how he could never, I, as a, as a black man growing up as an abused child, uh, he, he was, he's homosexual, but he can't act upon his, his, uh, his preference can't act upon it. So he goes and gets married and he does the right thing. And his rage comes from uh, him repressing who he really is. I thought that was a marvelous and horrifying. I mean, you, you want to talk about horror having to repress who everything. you really are, everything that is about you. You're ready That's, to explode because you won't be accepted by any community in this era. Yeah, blacks hated it. Whites hated it. Yeah, uh, just any. It was considered an uncivil standard, and it just for him to just have to just say, "Well, basically, I have to live a lie," and and then he has to again, you know, sacrifice himself for his son, who he's been estranged for, but he will uh -huh. still give his life to. Is like that's that's ultimate heroics, and uh, we. Uh, we, we mentioned how we could even see a bunch of homophobia in some of the user comments. It's like, Jesus, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have time for people like that. And not everything is black and white. And once again, if we're still having to talk about this, then <laughs> just the show is not for you. It's a pretty, right. uh, again, it's talking about problems in the world that no one wants to talk about. If we're still having to talk about sexual preferences, it's like, jeez, okay. <laughs> and uh, that's, it, it didn't hold anything back. It, it didn't it, again it didn't exploit anything any any race any creed any uh, uh any proclivities it just whatever the subject was here it is and it you know it's it's everyday life it's our neighbors it's our it's our relatives it's our coworkers right uh, these people would go through a lot of the same stuff i don't know about the extremes of of uh the war as as tick went through um, but yeah, people you pass in the street go through shit like this all it's the time. It's pretty much in the form of internet fandom, but as we see, violent incidents can happen now and again where someone can, uh, a lynching can still be a hate crime that happens on occasion here. And 
especially in southern states. And so it is one of those where it's like, it's just reminding us, it's like uh, the past repeats itself. And it's even more interesting how like, even with all this dark magic that they they have to play with, it's like they're basically playing with fire. It's not like a superhero thing where, hey, now I have these powers and this is the only way I can overcome, you know? Yeah, Christine it, said something toward the end that like there's a, an infinite amount of, magic in the world is an infinite amount of spells and there's an infinite amount of ways you can screw them all up so i thought that was yeah like, oh, she's very okay. cynical for <laughs> a very powerful like, being you can't fuck any of this up or you're gonna you're gonna cause some real trouble and well her whole family died because of that because of her father was it that or great-grandfather yeah the, it, the it, first something like that man I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering all this so much to talk about here and kudos to I, anyone who does this for some cinema class assignment and has to do a coherent essay oh, this, <laughs> this will be as big as a encyclopedia britannica if you're gonna <laughs> write yeah. an essay about it. i mean this is Don phonics times right. <laughs> holy moly but yeah there's and there's a couple of podcasts out there that have that will do a better job i might have to uh, I, I i was tempted to do that but see i need to actually like see the whole finished product before i can discuss it all back to back oh yeah for sure for sure yeah, I, they, they did it with the expanse and it's so funny with both the expanse and bosch there's been like an increase in shows where you can't even watch just two episodes even anymore it's like you got to basically do four just put some time aside and watch from <laughs> six to ten and have someone else cooking dinner because <laughs> it got really impossible like with some of the shows i would say guys okay if we're doing this you better be all in no interruptions we better do this you know four nights in a row because yeah i will forget you will forget yeah and yeah. if we go later guess what we're all falling asleep and gonna have to repeat this and who wants that <laughs> right I also, part of the show I also loved, I mean, it's 10 episodes long. It's not a big investment. They're all at least an hour long, but they don't overstay their welcome. There isn't a single filler moment in the show. I definitely didn't feel so. And usually no. there is that even in the best episodes. Those There's one which stupid. is like, yeah, uh, at, there is some where it's like it's an epilogue or an afterthought and you're like, yeah, may, may, combine those two episodes to one. <laughs> but yeah. Right. <laughs> My biggest beef with American Horror Story is I think they're they've been ordered like especially the early episode the early uh, seasons they ordered what twenty two episodes so they Ooh. had to <laughs> right so they, and they're all an hour long and they just needed to pad out and there were multiple like I I think the second season the one with the witches well, the third season it don't matter I don't know <laughs> I, there there was like there was a a season or two in there where I'm like. You know what? If we would have cut out these five episodes, it would still be a great. It would be a great, much more clean uh, story, and I wouldn't have had to waste an extra five hours watching this bullshit. Mm -hmm. I, that's how I was with the Sinner, where it was kind oh, of yeah. trying to do what all the other anthology shows like American Horror and True Detective were doing, and then it got to where it's like, yeah kind of the draw in was seeing the main actress doing a role that she'd never done before showing that she could do some range. And, uh, it was like, it was already bad enough in like season one where it's like, there's free extra pad on episodes. It's like, okay, I get it. The detective doesn't have a life and he's being abused technically. And he's <laughs> doing an interrogation on someone who's been abused and broke out and had a violent incident and trying to figure out why she's turned violent. But hey, you keep changing up the person. What's really, what is the point? I, I think you're just, we're desperate to, you know, continue it, but no one else wanted to continue it. So I mean, 
it, it is confusing. They, they renewed the season. You, you ran out of ideas. So yeah. You start from scratch. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Oh, well, uh, you which do is know kinda, we're still on the air. Which is kind of what I'm suggesting for if they do a second season of Lovecraft. Kind it of could work here. It could totally maybe, work here. Maybe not scrap everything, but man. Hell, do an origin give, story. <laughs> give me that Hippolyta. <laughs> <laughs> Valida. Give, me, give me give me the cameo uh story of her hundred men show the great-grandparents hell <laughs> yeah yeah show, show me the, the show the nightclub which is like one of their few happier places i guess <laughs> right right how they kick some of the other colorful characters out and but yeah i mean uh there's it's amazing how some of the best shows uh the studios don't want to produce because they're expensive or got low ratings uh, or they just don't get it. And then there's the other ones where it's like, we watch them and we're like, yeah, but see, everyone tuned in just because that one famous star was in it. It doesn't mean it was necessarily 100%. <laughs> yeah, uh, or at least Coast. You know, like, there are some shows where they can have some weaker moments, but you still watch them even though there's moments that drive you crazy. Like, there's plenty of them in Game of Thrones. There's plenty of them in Yellowstone where it's like, okay, I don't need all this B-roll at the horse races. I want to see. Exactly. I want to yeah. see the next moment where Dudden and his sons decide to uh, share their strategy with the audience on how they're going to ambush this crooked lawyer or a <laughs> land baron who's threatening them. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good chat sir and i'm um, yeah i mean i think it is gonna i think you're honest i think it is kind of an underground kind of hit where it is kind of gonna keep being i wouldn't be surprised if you get like 10 other articles where it's to go the 10 most you know underrated hbo shows <laughs> it's gonna probably be in the number well, one on the list this one awards and did it, did it not win awards i thought it was uh i got i saw long, some yeah. noms i think it got some editing and awards for like okay even uh effects obviously but i mean it's just so amazing how you can get awards and usually that's the get out of jail free card if right, ratings right. aren't backing it up this is like but you cancel it anyway after all of this yeah I, I don't know how this did in the ratings but uh it's it is a strong recommendation if you can stomach this kind of thing if if seeing if you don't want any bodies on talks. the screen yeah. strong language homosexuality and it's and none of it is well. There's some gratuitous hate crimes, uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, gory also violence, crimes, it's racism, not, bigotry, yeah. intolerance, the horrors of war. War is not good. There's nothing good about war. And we saw the worst. Oh, but yeah. America. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. Probably <laughs> not the. We saw. We just scratched the surface on the worst part of the war. What what we saw there when they drove when they lined up those nurses uh, looking for. Oh, that's war. right. Yeah. That's, and. And they just just shooting random people asking where the spy is and just innocent people getting shot for no good reason by American soldiers trying to find the spy, trying to weed out the spy. That that was you want to talk about horrific. That's that's real horror, and that was hard to watch. Yep, uh, it, it has so many things where it's like uh, it. I I think it also does enough escapism though to kind of rein you in to where you are kind of ready for this shocking moments but obviously there were still going to be some people who just if there's something unpleasant they're just not going to invest time in it which is unfortunate because there is a lot to grasp on and like you say you do feel a lot of careful planning and thought put into it all to orchestrate this series of events but yeah I, I, I it's definitely a show I wish you know 
was still on the air. I, it should be in yeah. season 10 by now. I mean, it's really. <laughs> I just got the Blu-ray um, last Ooh. week and I haven't, I haven't had an opportunity to crack it yet. Cause I was Are there extra features. Prepping. Yeah. There's some commentary tracks. I cannot wait Ooh. to look at. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am totally done. And this, I don't think I could watch this more than like once a year. This isn't something that oh yeah <laughs> I need to have. This isn't like Star Trek where I can have in the background or Doctor Who where I just have that on all the time. Or Deadwood or B five where you're preparing for a big you know particular month in the summer. It's like no, sure, <laughs> this is sure. this, this is this maybe is a, every five years maybe like Oz or I don't I, know what's. I think I can do once a year, and I'm gonna sit down. I'll turn <laughs> my phone off, and it's me and Lovecraft Country, and no nothing else. <laughs> It would be fun to do a watch party, but like you say, there's there's always going to be someone who you know isn't mature enough for this or is going to get spooked. So it it is definitely another show. It's like the right people. It's like watching a certain kind of comedian. It's like the right people get them, but there's still going to be someone who. I mean, Ice T I think said it best in like some rapper documentary from like '06. It's like, uh, are you listening? Or do you think you're listening? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> are you just? Uh, uh offended by uh what you think you're hearing uh, by the content are you actually listening to it and you actually understand the political message and you mm -hmm. disagree it's it, it's tough to even gauge your audience sometimes and i think i'm glad that this got what reception it did get but unfortunately there's still going to be many who are just they're going to take one look at it and be like, what the hell is this shit? What's yeah. this got to do with Lovecraft? What's this guy? Well, what? I, I, I had a guy at work that, and he and I are pretty on board with what kind of movies we like. And he started watching this and he's like, this isn't anything about Lovecraft. And I'm like, just, just watch the, just watch the show. Just watch it. Yes. It's kind of Lovecraft. It's very only. abstract. There but... is a Shoggoth <laughs> in it. There is a Cthulhu in it. Sort of. Um, it's, you know, it's some sort, some kind of cosmicness going on, but if you go into it thinking it is Lovecraft, you're going to be disappointed. And that might be some folks problem with it. But if you, if you can't ascertain in the first 10 minutes of the first show that this really isn't about Lovecraft or his worlds, or if you just want gore and nothing else, then yeah, this right, is right. <laughs> you're you're going to miss the point altogether. So just, yeah. Um, yeah. It's boy, I'm having, I have so much to say and I, I we have so little time to say it. So maybe I should, uh, I'll, I'll let on. you uh, give, your, <laughs> give your five star rating. Uh, is it a four? Is it a five? Is it three and a half? What, what is it? <laughs> I, I'm going to give this a full five stars. I don't give Woo. anything five stars. <laughs> this is, I nice. love this top to bottom. There is yeah, a, it's a four and a half for me. I, I really show that I cannot, I, it's all wonderful. So four and a half for you. Yeah. I, I, I really think it's just very powerful. It's really uh, on full tilt and yeah, you know, even the quieter yeah. moments are very effective. There, there's yeah. always some shows where you're like, okay, that's some dead space, but I'm not rewatching that episode. And this is really is, is like, it is, you, you do feel it unfolding like one giant chapter and uh, I, it almost makes me wonder what would have happened had it come out in a different era, you know, how would they have been able to? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Even like five years ago it would have been as received as well. Oh yeah. Cause um, 
I, I don't at know. that time, the market was so oversaturated with so many shows. To where, mm-hmm. uh, now everyone's basically playing catch up. They, they've cut the cord on the cable bill and they're, they're going to all the streaming stuff for stuff that they meant to see back in like two decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now every na- uh, week, I'm, I'm seeing someone who's saying, hey, I just got into the Exorcist show. Hey, I just got into yeah. Justified <laughs> and Longmire. I'm like, oh, welcome to the club. I saw it when they were on. <laughs> <laughs> I also think this show wasn't necessarily preachy. Like it yeah. didn't preach, it just was matter of fact. Like this is what's happening. This what this is what actually happened in America in 1955. This isn't fiction. The fiction part are the monsters, are the space travel, are the magic stuff. It, the, but what happened with those with how uh, the African Americans were treated at that time? That's that's how it was. That's exactly how it was, and probably worse. Totally. Uh, is like it, it's hard for anyone to be a business owner it's hard for uh, any black house to, uh, the the sun i mean if you can't be ready for this after the opening with the sundown you know rule being enacted i mean come on you know it's just there's My still but has never puckered so much in that 35 mile an hour car chase oh yeah I my cheeks were squeezed together and I was sweating <laughs> my nuts off. Oh my god! That and they were only going thirty five. They're going, yeah. They're they already got to slow down going over the train tracks. They barely make it to the forest, and <sighs> uh, just the way that they integrate the actual footage with the facts to show the actual sun setting and do it in a over the top way without looking cartoonish is like kudos to that. That was some careful storyboarding. There is like, yeah, literally we got this much gap of sun sunlight, you know, it's already bad enough that the deputy, you know, had us at the stop sign and made it to where there was no chance in hell where you even had that many minutes left, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to go North or whatever they had to go. You can't go any other direction. And I've had family pals who got stopped in like places like Mississippi before just minding their own business. And it, it, uh, you know, uh, everyone's had some incidents it's already bad enough that basically you know uh speed traps are basically legal extortion you know and people have to <laughs> remind themselves is like you got to be careful every which way i mean we we kind of uh it's kind of some you kind of see some nods even to the media at times where it's like everyone can be labeled a hero or a monster overnight but even they don't really know exactly what happened at the various places and uh i mean we sh- we see shades of that a lot on TikTok where, you know, we're having to combat Russian bots and just other just very negative energy, you know, for we we can't have some positive moments without encountering some very hostile online behavior and having to remind everyone, hey, be, be professional, don't feed the beast, don't, this could actually get you fired from your regular day job if someone yeah. sees this unacceptable language and especially... And if you mean it, then you got to even really work on yourself yeah. even more. You know, don't, mm-hmm. don't, I, I see people even funning, like doing like sarcastic remarks and like, careful, you know, you still might get censored even then, you know, For sure. even if you don't mean it, someone's going to take it out of context and be like, what is wrong with this person? And, uh, that the show also is just kind of good at grasping onto, uh, I mean, you feel all the characters living and breathing and ticking. So you never feel like they are plot devices, really like, like they're only as good as the monster of the week. Although I do, I would recommend it to some X-Files fans, maybe even millennium fans, which we just, Oh, sure. Uh, Cause like, I mean, you mentioned plenty of other stuff here it is like, 
it's just so rare to find a really cool crowd pleaser, which really is this deep without, like you say, or staying as welcome or being full of itself. And I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think you've spent uh, uh, the best words on this. It, it, it's, it's dynamite. It's, this really is just very emotional and thrilling and, and just freaky. I feel like our difficulty with our words right now is a, a testament to how flipping good this show is. It is <laughs> and if you haven't seen it and uh, any of this sounds interesting, we're not even doing it justice. Right. <laughs> We're trying our damnedest to do this show justice. And I, I feel like I'm failing on every level except to the point of go watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> Thousand percent. And turn your damn phone off and just watch it. Yeah. Turn your phone off. Turn the lights off. Uh, that's what I even have to tell the other people too. When I have my phone on, I'm not dicking around on Instagram or anything. I'm actually looking up details about the show and stuff to look for so I can rewind it in there. But there are other times where it's like, yeah, no, I need, it needs your full concentration. <laughs> yeah, this this isn't a background show. This, you this, can't uh, hear the dialogue and make the images make sense. full attention. Oh, and put the subtitles on just in Oh, case. yes. The, they're going to mutter stuff. They're, now, this it, old guy with his bad ears always has the subtitles on anywho. <laughs> but uh, but I, I also recommend it because every once in a while they'll throw a couple of they're not difficult words but they're unique the Ori for one a Shoggoth is another they'll speak another cryptic language that you'll have right to... right and you're like what 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 did you say and you may miss something uh, but yeah I, I watch everything with subtitles anymore yeah that, it's that only annoying when they do opening scroll tiles and then you're like <laughs> okay i don't need to see the executive producer i need to see the person who's talking put the oh, subtitles sure. over their face but fortunately this is hbo so all the credits are at the beginning <laughs> right right excellent well what do you have cooking pete oh what uh, do i have cooking oh yep, uh, I'm good beer bad movie night uh by the time <laughs> This, this is no... Uh, oh, just in uh, general. What, what do you got the next few the bear a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure when this episode is dropping. <laughs> uh, Halloween. Halloween. Okay, so we have, <laughs> uh, by that time, we will have blown by our five-year anniversary, which we are recording uh, in June. Yeah. For there were July some episodes release. from like 2016 when this show first aired. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're, we're excited about that. And Good Beer, Bad Movie Night uh, only does one one episode a month. That's all the, the four of us can afford to get together, <laughs> uh, you know, family and jobs and all that bullshit. Um, you can't afford headaches. But, but if, I can, <laughs> if I can plug the uniqueness of our show, uh, we, we do, we have our beer rating, uh, our movie rating, I should say, um, is, uh, is based on six beers. And the, it's kind of the opposite of five-star ratings. Uh, yeah. Six uh we rate movies on how drunk you need to be to enjoy them. Right. So if a movie is really bad. How many medications six, do you need? Exactly. How, <laughs> how drunk do I need to be to enjoy this film? And it might be if it's six beers, like Battle Beyond the Stars uh, <laughs> uh, or uh, The Swarm. Oh, God, The Swarm. Oh, man. Uh, Deep hurting. <laughs> uh, those got six, uh, six beers from us, but something like Machete got a one beer. Which really means I love the hell out of that movie. So oh, it wrote itself. So I mean, <laughs> right, right. So it's it's a little backwards from how most people rate their movies. I, I think it's a little unique. Uh, we also talk uh, extensively about beer. I'm a brewer. I'm a home brewer. So 
I know a little more than the average bear, not as much as a lot of people do, but uh, I know a little more than the average bear about beer. And it's always fun to drop a little knowledge on the folks. So if that sounds interesting to you, tune in. You can check us out on Good Beer, Bad Beer. It's mandatory, my peeps. That's right. That's right. (laughs) We're on the Facebooks. Uh, Our Twitter and Instagram are managed by other members of the cast. So I have no idea if if they're maintained at all, quite frankly. Uh, I'm pretty active on Facebook, letting you know what stupid shit I'm watching. (laughs) <laughs> um, and a couple of dumbass oh man dude i have lost track of how many times they'll make a quip and it goes over everyone's face and you're like what tough crowd here <laughs> right right get laid <laughs> you're always throwing some uh, good polls up there too cam i appreciate it, i man. cannot <laughs> resist there are other times where i just have to stop myself i'm like no 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 this is gonna go away well <laughs> <laughs> someone's gonna add something else that's sarcastic yeah. <laughs> yeah we're cam's on there uh we're active too so yeah we'd love to see you Drop us a line if you'd like. Uh, we've got an email yeah. somewhere. Um, no one does email anymore, but uh, you can private message me. If you want. <laughs> In a world where there is no AOL. Oh, wait, that's right. There is none. <laughs> well, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So good beer, bad movie night. Uh, give us a listen, if you will. Please do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.